We're live, we're kicking, and back on today's episode, I've got myself, of course, and Adam. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. Happy days. So we're going to cover part two of the 12 life lessons after covering part one. That was one to six on, on the last podcast. So we'll get straight into it and no messing about. So life lesson number seven for me was cold water changed my outlook in life. Don't knock it until you try it. Where do you sit in cold water? So this maybe gave us two different perspectives. Of yeah, I think this one will be good. I like <laughs> cold water, mate. I like the, the, the sort of discipline that's involved in it. You know, no, at the end of the day, nobody wants to go in fucking cold water. That's that's the bottom line, right? Especially when we were doing it in the, the midst of winter in Scotland. However, this is probably where we get the differences. I didn't really get much of like a rush from it or anything like that. I just I feel good for it, but I don't get that like high that some people experience from it. I just yeah. feel better. If anything, for me, it's probably like a a better recovery protocol. Like the, the doms are a little bit sore, inflammation goes down, but don't get that high that I know that you get from it. So maybe you can touch on that the high that you get from it. That I just don't get. So so with this life lesson, it changed my outlook in life as uh, it started the way back. When I left the Marines and I was starting in, in the, the, the pure gym, personal training. And I joined a Facebook group called Spartans, and it was for ex soldiers suffering with PTSD. And in that group, it was like a Facebook group, there was a guy posting on it every day, and he was overcoming alcoholism. And the things he was posting was like him in streams, and he was in lakes, and he was in the sea, and he was going, this is amazing, honestly, cold water. And I'm like, what is he talking about? I've been at, I've been in and out of cold water all my life, especially in the Marines. And then he's given about this Wim Hof, this Wim Hof method and breath work, and then getting in the cold and saying. So while I was watching him, I'm going, how can this guy be so high on life with just getting in cold water? And I was like, right, I'm going to try it. So I went to run. Run Pollock Park, and I was like, right, I'll get in the stream in Pollock Park and get in it. I get in a stream, and then I get back out, and I was like, what benefit? What benefits is there here? Am I feeling good? Am I feeling any different? Is there? Am I meant to feel high? Like you says, I did feel good, but where it came for me, mate, was adding in the breath work, mm-hmm. start the Wim Hof method, and that really accelerates the experience and the high, as opposed to just getting straight into cold water or getting into a cold shower or getting into the sea. If you take time to do the breath work and just fully oxygenate your system, man, it's, it accelerates that dopamine and uh, the the adrenaline into your body. Mm-hmm. And it just makes the experience so much more, I don't know, euphoric. So maybe that's where you the, the differentiate is, where maybe you're not doing the breath work before it and then just getting straight into the cold. I don't know if you've... Actually, like the breath work, I like, I like breath work in terms of even if you ignore the, the cold shower part. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like breath work. It makes me feel good. But again, I just, maybe I just don't have that emotional high. You know, I've always said I'm, I'm quite in the middle on the scale. I'm never really high. I'm never really low anymore. That, 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 that's where it came for me, mate, is adding in the breath work, the Wim Hof breath work before, before you get in and then after you just feel amazing. It's, it's, um, Feeling, mate, it's just euphoric. It's like 
taking a drug if somebody did bottle up the breath work in the, the, the cold water mm-hmm. and then they were able to sell it as a, as a pill or whatever, they would be an, up an absolute fortune. So they would. If you could bottle it. For me on that journey when I left the Marines, this, that was, the reason I say it changed my outlook in life is because I was coming off the alcohol and the gambling and that cold water was a tool for me over the last six years that I was using along with exercise and getting out into nature to overcome obviously my gambling and everything else that I was struggling with and it did it changed my perspective on life because it gave me a massive a massive high in line with something like alcohol and obviously you didn't have the come down with the cold water yes then have the hangover, do you know what I mean? Because they say it spikes your dopamine and your adrenaline up, and when it comes back down, it doesn't get below base level, so that's why you don't get a hangover from it. So for me, cold water, it changed my life. Don't knock it until you try it, if there is any out there. As you say, try it, try a wee cold shower. For the, you don't get anything out of it, massively out of it like yourself. You get a sense uh, I just did something that's uh, hard to do because that little voice in your shoulders like don't get in that cold shower, don't get in that cold bath. So what you'll do to get out of it is a bit of discipline. And I say it's not something that's massively in my daily life mate at the moment, it's just in my life as a, as a tool at the moment, weekly, sea swims at the moment, that's what I use for cold water therapy. So you don't, don't need to be doing it every day because like everything it can come at an addictive addiction because you're working with adrenaline and dopamine and these things can be addictive especially if you keep doing it every single day so it's important that you take some days off from it as well and allow the things to recharge back up so number seven cold water change my outlook in life don't knock it until you try it so life lesson number eight is cheerfulness in the face of adversity so this life lesson is from the Marines, mates, one of the EFOs in there. As you can imagine, the, the Marines is a tough environment. Yep. You're through some tough situations. So what they're saying there is try and see some light, some humour, some cheerfulness when you're going through tough times. Yep. I, I think that that pretty much sums it up, mate, is that if you're going through a shit time, there's no point in making it worse by making yourself feel worse about it. You might as well try and see some positive in the situation, I think. You see it a lot with people that were in the Marines and the Army and stuff like that. They have a, a, a situation can be really bad and they can see like almost humour in, in bad situations where, people, where yeah. other people don't see it. But yeah. that's what gets them through it because obviously you see some fucking shit times, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something, otherwise you're going to be demoralised. And it's something I was never great at is seeing humour through because I was obviously a gambling addict. I would never... I never should be cheerful, even though I was going through a shit time. But when I went to the Marines, I started adapting that to every situation in my life. I'm like putting things in perspective, have a bit of laugh about it, right? It's tough times, they tough times. They aren't, they aren't going to last. It's like everything in life, tough, tough times don't last or your best times don't last. It's take life as it comes to you. And when it does get tough and hard, just try and use some humour, some light, some laughter. And it'll make things a little bit easier for yourself. And as you said, just see the positive, seeing the positive in it, the positive in a negative situation. So cheerfulness in the face of adversity, that was a massive one in the Marines is every time we were lying in the field, our own exercise, or we're going different places, it was like, 
well, this is happening, so there's no point being for trying being miserable about it. Let's just have a laugh about it and work our way through it, and then we know at the end of the week or the end of the six months or whenever, then it's got to be it's got to be over, and then we can crack on again. I so think something... hindsight's always a wonderful thing with these. Like you look back at the worst times in your life, and you can laugh and joke about it, and you actually think, well, the tough times is what made me because I realised X, Y, and Z. It's just hard at the time sometimes. And that's exactly exactly hit the nail in the head, mate. It's the toughest. It's not the easy parts of your life, is it? Or when times are good. No. It's when you don't have any food in your bed. It's when you don't have any money in your pocket. It's when you've a relationship's ended. These are the things that make people who they are today because they know what it's like to be obviously the the rock bottom in their life. So it makes them stronger and they've come back and they're like, I've never gone back to that place again. So they keep pushing forward. So I good, good. Happy days then. So life lesson number nine, one you'll resonate with. A dog's a man's best friend. Everybody who has a dog will resonate with this one. I think the thing is about a dog is they're pretty simple creatures, mate. They just want walked and they want a wee bit of attention. And that, that that's their happiness in life. I think we touched on it earlier whereas if we if you greeted everybody the same way that a dog greets other dogs or people, the world would be a better place. And ah, they just bring you joy. They don't they don't judge you for anything you've done. They're just always happy, mate. Yeah, and it's it's a life. Ambo's taught me so many life lessons, mate. It's just the sim the simple things, mate. Just out a walk. When you're out a walk as well, taking the time to actually greet people who are also out walking and yeah. walking their dog and saying hello, how you doing? And that alone, mate, has been, I'd say that, like, life-changing for me, mate, is taking time to speak to other people and just seeing who they are as a person and what they're up to. And some of the conversations that people I've met just be out with Rambo and taking that for him is, like, it's been amazing, mate. I've met some amazing people and some amazing stories and backgrounds for people and where they are in their lives. It leads into all sorts. It's, I, a dog is a man's best friend. They teach you so much, mate. Just that, just a simple thing. There's loads, mate. Like, having their food, just enjoying every minute of it, playing. It's you can go. Honestly, you can go on. I think as well, the dog's a good icebreaker for you in terms of like. Obviously, you're a single man, mate. I like to meet new people. I'm not going. I'm not going to lie. Rambo gets more attention than me, mate. I'm not <laughs> going to lie that I don't use him to my advantage <laughs> in real life and on social media. He's got his. He's got his advantages, so he has. And it is, it's good companionship, mate, especially mm-hmm. if people are feeling maybe lonely or they're getting to maybe retirement age and they're like, right, I'm not working anymore, I've got loads of time, I'd 100% get a dog, they're amazing companions. Like, well, they're your best friend, mate. Lo- loyalty is a big one. Which it is, you know what? Which we're going to come to, and obviously life lesson number 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, mate. Like, the loyalty of a dog is second to none. I'm not going to dish you. No, it's you or nobody. No, exactly, mate. Loyalty, trust. Um, no, I could go on all day here about that lesson, about being a dog is a man's best friend. And only people who have had dogs will, will obviously resonate with this, this one, mate, and how much an impact a dog can have on your life and what outlook it can give you as well. So, cool. Number 10, life lesson number 10, avoid going down the rabbit holes. I, um, I, I touched on it before, but I think when you've got too much time in your hands, mate, you go down 
rabbit holes that aren't really good for you in any way. See if you can influence something. So unless we can talk about the big COVID or anything like that, but if you can't influence something directly, but you're getting yourself worked up about something and agitated about something and you're doing nothing about it, then you went down the rabbit hole too deep. Just move on. Move on to something that you can influence. Yeah, and that was my life lesson with that. It's just, for me, it was just focus on what you can control. Yeah. And forget everything else. And stop trying to get down rabbit holes with relationships, doing rabbit holes when you mention things like that have happened in the, the just in the near future there, different events, conspiracies, if you're a flat air. None of that's got to make a difference to your life. Focus on what you can control. You're doing your own rabbit hole with your your health, your, your the relationship with yourself, what you're doing for a career, what direction you want to take in your life, where the, the people who are surrounded with you focus. I'm like, for me, that life lesson was more so just focus on what's within your control and let go of everything that's with your control because all that leads to is stress, worry, anxiety, your time and your energy get sucked away for you. And then you're just sitting there going, I'm just wasting my life here because I'm focusing on things that are not even within my control. And you obviously highlighted a big one there over the last few few years and that people are just getting sucked in. Wow. Sucked in and just no focusing on what's important. Their community, their life, what direction they want to travel. As you say, if you can't influence these things, then why are you sucking yourself into them and travelling away down there? You're only here for a you're only here for a limited time, so focus on what you can control. And for that one with me, mate, is a lot of people overthink. And if you're an overthinking, you get stressed, then take time to just relax and no get in, avoid anything that's got to expand that or make it make it so much pressure on yourself that you can't concentrate on what's important. 100%. So avoid going down the rabbit holes, mate. That's life lesson number 10. So 11, life lesson number 11 is integrity. I think that's a big one because integrity has everything. It's, I suppose it's, you can start with integrity with yourself. You know, yeah, this is integrity is massive for me in my life, mate. I was addicted to gambling since so I was 14 or 15, mm -hmm. and I became a good liar, just lied. lied yeah, to, and I think the more you lied, lied to yourself, stole for gambling, that's how bad it was, mate. So, this life lesson for me is something I try and live by every day, mate, is being just being honest with myself and honest with other people and not tell, tell any lies. Yeah. Go, but you were got to probably dig deep in into there is being honest with yourself in it. Aye, because I think the more lies we start to tell to ourselves, mate, our self confidence gets sapped away as well. Because you're like, you say something and you look for you're a fucking liar anyway, you know, you're not going to do this. So you, your self confidence gets sapped because you're not being true to yourself, you're telling yourself lies, which is probably the worst type of lie you can actually tell is telling yourself a lie. Because that affects it. so many other aspects of your life. You know, once that self-confidence is zapped, you don't really have much in life. Yeah, and that's where I, I think we spoke on the, was it this, the Single and Healing podcast when we were talking about trust. Yeah. Build trust with yourself. 
And that all starts with being honest with yourself, taking responsibility, stop lying to yourself on a daily basis that you've got to change or you've got to do little simple things in life, like start the gym or start a diet or do this X, Y, and Z. It's just start with you. Start with being honest with yourself. Right, where am I in my life? How am I going to move forward? How am I going to grow? How am I going to change? Where can I take responsibility? I'm no longer going to lie to myself anymore. If you lie to yourself, then you just got to live a lie. You got to wear a mask and project someone who's not being true to themselves, being authentic. It's a draining life as well, isn't it? Wearing that mask all the time because you're never really you. Yeah, you're never really you. Then you're never honest with other people mm-hmm. because you're not living, you're not speaking your truth, you're not being truthful, you're not expressing who you are as a person deep down. And I was massively guilty of this me being obviously dishonest and how much issues that caused for me mate and I actually got good at just being a liar I was just wearing a mask I was just wearing a mask I wasn't honest there was no integrity there and it zapped my self-esteem zapped my soul uh, I dragged my I'd say like the gambling dragged my soul along the floor mate for years because you're you're, just, you're literally a lie and I suppose that's the, when the problems come through when you're trying to build relationships with other people, you can't build a relationship because you're being a liar. Being a liar. And like, I suppose like, you can lie for so long, mate, but if you, you take the example of like a, a relationship with a girl, if she then starts to love with you, you can't lie to somebody. Oh, you just need to be open and honest to who you are and your experiences of life and what you're going through at that particular time. Especially it is when it's building relationships. Relationships are built in trust. It takes time to build that trust up, but within the click of your fingers, all that trust can be broken and tumbling back down, and then it can never be repaired again through lack of communication or just lie, just lies. So trust and integrity, integrity with yourself is the breeding ground for, for building you up as a person. And that's where it all started for me, is I just said to myself, mate, I'm no longer going to lie to myself, and I'm not going to longer lie to other people within me. And I think that's how my journey has been built on me, is people see it as being vulnerable and saying these things, but I just see it as being, I'm being honest now. Yep. I think that's... I come out and say to the world, oh, I'm a gambler, this is what I've done, X, Y, and Z... That's me being honest. Now I can I can live who I am, mate. True. I'm no longer a lie. I, there's no mask here. It is what you see on the tin. Which is better. For everybody, because you're being honest and authentic. You've been honest. And I was never that for years, mate. Like for 15, 16 years, always projecting a lie. People know if you try to describe like vulnerability and being honest and have integrity is like a superpower. You just... There's, you feel free. There's a there's a sense of freedom in there because you're not trying to cover up anything. You're not trying to cover up any insecurities that you've got. You're not trying. You're just like this is who I am. I'm work. I'm working on myself. I'm a work in progress. I'm doing steps to work on the things that I'm trying to mask or hide away. I think as well. See when you come out and say, "This is me." No one can then say anything else because you've already said it all. Yeah, it's a bit like at school, you know. If, that, that's a great mate that's that's that is probably the best thing you could say here is it doesn't matter what people say about you because you, this is who i am I'm I'm like, that's what i've done that's who i am i've done 
There's nobody's got any, nobody can say anything about you. Don't need to worry about what people think of you. You don't need to worry about being vulnerable because this is who you are. You're that was not, a great example of that, mate. You're in, you're in tune, mate. You're in tune. You've never seen the film uh, 8 Mile? 8 Mile, aye, uh, Eminem. Aye, so see at the end when he's in the rap battle and then he yeah. comes on the spinal one, he just, he says all that stuff about himself that he lives in a trailer, that, you know, you did fuck my girl, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. It's like, I still he's like, You've got nothing else to say about me now because I've just told the world everything that you're going to yeah. say. Yeah, that's it, mate. And that's, see, when you get to that point in your journey and you sit down and go, right, I'm going to be honest with myself. And then I'll just go, right, this is who I am. Take, take me or leave me. But I, can't, I cannot live in the past about the people I've hurt or the things that I've done. I need to accept that, take responsibility and move forward and be a better person and open and honest. And that's for me that when people go, oh, how do you like go of the past? It starts with your integrity. It's just being open and honest. Yeah. Well, this is what happened. This is what I've done. If it's you've been a gamble, you've done things like me, or maybe something's happened to you in the past that 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 you're struggling with, is like, right, let's process it, move forward, and 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 have a wee bit of integrity, no live a lie, and get out there and be vulnerable and be open and be honest and go. I, this happened, or this is what happened in the past, or this is what I did. You need to move forward for that, and just I just don't want to say like integrity, or integrity, but it's just like try to be honest with yourself and open, and leave yourself a wee bit vulnerable to move forward. So you can no feel the weight of the world on your shoulders every time you have an interaction with someone. You know, but, you can't you can't change the past, but what you can do is you can be honest about your past and how. It's happened, but you're moving forward from it. You're moving forward, correct. So integrity, big one for myself. And that's in my own experience for my past. So this one, yep. so people can relate to it in different ways. So last one, number 12, people change. I think this is a, this is a good one, people change, because I think some yeah. people struggle to remember that people change. Yeah. And I think you see it in relationships with everybody, like, even relationships parents to children, relationships man to wife, relationships with friends, that people change and it's okay that people change. That's part of life. You know, you need to adapt and change. It's just sometimes people don't like it because it doesn't fit their narrative anymore of what yeah. they wanted to use you for, maybe. Yeah, and that's the the, the life lesson that people change when you understand this, you get better dealing with people. Mm -hmm. When people are changing that doesn't mean to say you don't change because you change as well. Yeah. You look back, I look back in my own growth. I go, wow, I'm not the same person I was five, six years ago. And that's great. And my group of friends aren't the same group of friends. Actually, I had one of my good mates was getting a, was cutting one of my other mates' haircut. And he said to him, where is the old Stuart? I want the old Stuart back. So he's, you can see how far you've, you're changing. And that's just a, like through one of my mates who I was mates with. And, we were, and he's like, he wasn't saying it in a bad way because my good mate, but he was just like six years ago, he was a different person, like boozing and doing these things. But now he's like, I don't even recognize that guy anymore. But not in a bad, not in a bad way, but he's like, he's unrecognizable. He's a completely different person. I think people struggle with people changing, mate, sometimes. I think that's probably a prime example. Yeah. Because sometimes people changing can hurt people because 
And he's not he's not that's his name. He isn't a he's not a bad mate, he's a family man. Yep. But he he probably liked that person I was because we're out having a drink and a booze and a laugh and a joke and a, a wee bet here and there. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm not that person anymore. So he's like, fuck, I don't, he doesn't have that same bond. Of course, because. No, it's not a bad, no, I'm not explaining this in a bad way. It's just people change and you just need to accept that and they move forward and grow. Yeah, his, his value from you has changed because the things he valued was having a laugh with you, having a bet, having a drink, but you're, Values have also changed and you don't yeah. value them the same now. So yeah. it's, it's always going to be the case. And it's the same way, like relationships is understanding that people change. Like, although you'll probably be able to explain this one better than me, is when people are in a relationship, you're not going to stay the same person you are when you met to five, ten years. You're constantly going to evolve and change. But I guess when you're in it, you need to change and move. And grow together in the same direction. I think it's important that you do grow together in the same direction. I think that's where relationships end up on the brink because somebody's growing this way and somebody's maybe going in the same way you were, and the, the gap gets bigger and bigger each year until you face the reality that you know you don't have anything in common. The things that brought you together were here, and you've yeah. moved so far away from them without, I suppose, without meeting at some point to say, look, here's what I value now, here's what you value now. Yeah. Where can we meet? How can we change? And it's important. You know, alcohol is probably a prime example. If he's met through going out in the nightclubs and that and drinking was your thing, if one of you decides that you don't really want to go down that life anymore of drinking, another one still enjoys a drink, it can, it can cause problems. Cause but massive issues, and that's the one I've dealt with recently. We're working with some people. It's that exact scenario you just explained. One partner's want growth, and the other partner still want to stay in the old lifestyle, and it causes it causes friction, and ultimately it can lead to growing apart and then separating, going. And it's understanding that that's life. Although it's tough and it's hard, that although people people change, that you might want to stay here, and that person's changed yet. You can't hold on to them. You can't. You need to accept. When you accept that, you go right. They're changing. I, it's not me. It's not me. It's not a reflection on you. That person's just their own person. They're growing and they're going in their own direction. And if you're growing and if you're in a relationship and it is you, it's what you're growing. That person's not. All you can do is lift them with you. Take them. Try and take them with you. If there's resistance there, then you can't. Keep trying because that's just got the way you do. You can't, so like, you, know, you can't make somebody do something they don't want to do, mate. You can only hope that they want to change with you, but you can't force somebody to change with you. No, and that's I think when you understand that about people, mate, it gets so much easier to deal with people. Is don't take care of it personally with people because they change and they move and they grow and they move forward and they want to go different directions. I think the most important one is if obviously you're in a relationship with somebody, whether it's romantic, friendship, it's business, whatever it is, you need to be growing and going in the right direction for things to, to work and obviously have good communication around that is key. I think so that is probably key. It's the communication part, like don't say nothing. I think that's where a lot of people fall down in it, lack of communication in life. There's so many, so many relationships could thrive and push past their little issues and problems if people just sat down and communicated and go, this is how I feel, this is where I want to go in life. 
How do you feel about that? And that yep. person go, oh, I'm up for that and all. What's the plan? What's the scope? Let's go. Or they could go, no, that's not. And then it would be amicable and you could go, right, let's. So I think communication's a big one in life, mate, is just being able to express yourself and in, in where you're going. So that sums up the 12 life lessons. Part two, I'll just get through them again. Cold water changed my outlook in life. Don't knock it until you try it. Number eight, cheerfulness in the face of adversity. Use humour during the tough times. Number nine, a dog is a man's best friend. Anyone with a dog will resonate with us. Number 10, avoid going down the rabbit holes. Focus on what you can control, your own physical, mental and emotional health. Number 11, integrity, massive. And number 12, people change. When you realise this, you get better. You get better with dealing with people. So thanks very much, mate. That is the 12 life lessons concluded. If you resonate with any of these or you're ready to, let's say, get on your journey of change, guys, and you're ready to obviously have a wee plan of action, some goals, things to work towards, then simply reach out and give me a little message and we'll get you set up on the Live and Kitten programme. Cheers. Thank you.